Mike Douglas is Michigan's retirement coach. And I'm Heather Branch here with Mike talking about the things you can be working on now to better prepare for your financial future. Lifeplanwealth.com is where you can go to begin your conversation with Mike and his team. We also have links posted in the show notes so you can click on those or again, the website lifeplanwealth.com as we enter into what is, I mean, it's got to be the most wonderful time of the year for Costco. Can you imagine how much, I wonder, has anybody ever done the math, how much more money Costco makes in Q4 than the rest of the year? Yeah, their financial department does it every year. That's why in the first quarter, yeah, the Costco earnings report is actually one of the great indicators of uh, trends in the market. Really? Yeah. Yep. Costco I had no is idea. A, a great underlying stock for tracking trends in the market because it's a bigger purchase. Uh huh. Most things at Costco are not consumer staples. Right. right? Like if right. if I need avocados. I don't go to Costco. I go to Kroger and buy an appropriate amount of avocados. Every, except for every one of us has gone to Costco and been like, I need avocados. And you grab that avocado bag and throw it in the cart thinking that you're set. But then you have, at the end of the week, eight rotten or 12 rotten avocados. Unless you're going specifically to a mexican theme party, there's no Everybody reason to buy Everybody has done it once, though. You buy a piece, you buy some produce at Costco and you you spend the rest of your life avoiding... <laughs> Yeah, when you're like, well, I'm going to put this in my eggs in the morning. Yep. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have avocados every day. Nope. And then no, Lies it doesn't happen. Yourself. Yeah. I always <laughs> used to joke that Costco is the one place you can go where you can spend $350 and still have nothing for dinner. Yep. It's amazing how uh-huh. you go in, you say, I bought milk. I bought like eight pounds of cheese. Mm-hmm. I bought ratchet straps and I bought a car cleaner and I bought a vacuum and a book and a, book and a couch. And, um, what's more, what's, what's, how can we, we should do a whole conversation just from the random things we bought at, at Costco. Oh, it's unbelievable. One of these days, I hope they sell Fiji's there. Fiji's the are Fijay this love wonderful me, Heather Branch and you, yes. Mike Douglas is real. Fiji's are so good. And, and if you Ooh. don't know what Fiji's are, they are this awesome blend of, no, how dare you? I introduced Fiji's. Let me talk about it. Cause you're going to mess it up. PJs, they're the sweatpants with the feet, like little feety pajamas. Yes. And I've introduced them to to you and your family. Sweatpants with the feet on and and, and color combinations and patterns and all these awesome things. So So it'd be it'd be wonderful. Dear Costco and Fijays, please get together and allow Mike and I to to shop Fijays more regularly. Let's make America a better place. Bring Fijays and Costco together. (laughs) Buy them in bulk. For the brand. I believe in you. We can do it. Uh, other unusual things you can buy at Costco? Cars and caskets. Yes. You know, it just, it, uh, it, the, the, the list is never ending. Yep. This is what's interesting. Maybe people are buying it for, for holiday gifts, Christmas gift giving. Because mm. the latest thing flying off Costco shelves are one ounce gold bars. But here's where it's getting weird because they're charging just under $2,000, but the current gold market price is closer to $1,800 and still right. they're selling out online within hours after they're posted. I was actually, before you and I connected to record this podcast, I was looking at, I couldn't find them on the website at all. So I want to look into it more. The whole idea about precious metals and should we invest is one that you say you get asked about all the time. The thing is, because gold is off sharply since it's March highs. So how do these conversations go when somebody, a client comes to you saying that they want to buy some gold, put it in their portfolio? 
what do you tell them? Yeah, when someone comes in and they want to buy gold or precious metals of some sort, we always want to make sure we understand why they're doing it. Okay. Because some people come in and say, well, I want gold and silver because it's a hedge against the market. Mm. Well, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Other people will do it because they think the world's coming to an end and they want in the event of an apocalypse or a shutdown or whatever, they want to make sure that they have some physical gold and silver that they can use to pay for goods or services. Okay. That's a completely different model than the person who says, I like it as part of the portfolio. Right. And then you have people who come in and say, well, I watched this article or heard this podcast or, you know, whatever. And it's like they go through and they say, well, based on this, I'd like to add it into the plan. And I understand the value of it. And we actually encourage people, if you want to do it, you should do it to a certain extent. But like any investment, don't go overweighted into anything. Because it's interesting with gold and silver, it's not a wealth play. It's not a way to grow your portfolio substantially because we know that they tend to find their level um, where they run up and then they run back down and they run up and they run back down. And there's a lot of volatility in the price point of gold. So doing gold as a small piece of the pie is fine. Doing gold as the pie is not fine. Right. That's the problem. So when we look at that, we just want to make sure we're aware of the risks and the benefits. I think over the next few years, uh -huh. we will see gold continue to go up, not so much because it's becoming more valuable. But you have the largest generation of wealth, the baby boomer generation, yep. is retiring yep. and transferring wealth. And over the next 20 years, we're talking about a multi-trillion dollar transfer of money. So what does that generation do that younger generations don't? Well, they stash money. And so we're looking at people who are going to be buying gold more than people who are 20 to 30 or 40 to 50. And as a result, there's going to be a bigger high. And the more people are buying it, the more it'll drive the price up. Okay. Even artificially, where it's not actually worth more money, there's just more money being put into it. So that's one of the unique things about gold and silver moving forward. Now, to make a recommendation on whether people should get it or not, that's a whole separate conversation. Because some people say, well, I have $300,000 and I want to put 100000 in precious metals. Well, that's not going to work. You cannot do that. That's because too much. I, I, my question is, I mean, isn't the whole idea of how our financial system works is there's supposed to be a certain amount of gold that's backing up every penny, dollar, et cetera, although that's not how it is anymore. That was it the used to be. original idea. But now it's just how does precious metal accrue in value? I, I guess just the point you were just making about the supply and demand. Yeah. And so, yeah, because we had what that's called the gold standard. When okay. The gold standard is when... The value of the U.S. dollar is directly related to the amount of gold the U.S. owns. Okay. So if gold is the international currency, mm -hmm. right, or the international staple for finance and stability, mm -hmm. then you have, for example, you have 100 ounces of gold, therefore your U.S. dollar is worth X. So if you have 200 or 300 of gold, well, then that would increase the value because you have more stability in your dollar. Okay. That's not how we work anymore. Now- right. Really, for the last 50 years, we've shifted towards a process of just actually the the value of the U.S. dollar is based more on the amount of debt people will allow us to incur and the amount of flexibility we have Something's economically. backwards in that thought process. but It's okay. completely backwards. Okay. Like right now, we say, oh, we need this bill to pass. We can just print more money. Yeah. 
and we print more money, and now as a result of printing the more money, we have more dollars. Isn't that great? And then we're surprised that the dollars don't spend as much. Yeah. You know, when we talk about inflation, it's directly related to these type of topics. You know, how do we make sure that, how do we get rid of inflation? Well, one thing we can do is not print any more money. Uh-huh. I had one guy who said, printing money has nothing, he literally challenged me at a workshop we did. Okay. Printing money has nothing to do with inflation. And I was like, and he said, that's fake news is the thing he yelled at me. Okay. So as we went through it, I said, Let, let's just talk about it. If I have a Les Paul Gibson guitar and it's signed by, you know, whoever, Eric Church, Eric Clapton, whoever it is, you yeah. know, it's, and he only signed a thousand of these things. Uh-huh. There's only a thousand guitars with this signature on them. Well, based on the fact that there's a thousand guitars, mine has a certain value. They're going to say, well, gosh, since he signed it and it's this, 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 it's worth $1,500. Yep. All right, well, that's awesome. But now let's say he goes and says, you know what? I want to go sign more. He signs 5,000 more guitars. Yep. The exact same guitar, but now he signed 5,000. So now there's 6,000 in circulation. Well, now mine's not worth 1,500 anymore. It's worth like 1,200. Right. Maybe 1,000. Because the value comes down because there's more of them in circulation. Right. So if I'm putting myself, I say, I need to raise 1,500 bucks. Well, I'll just sell my guitar because it's worth $1,500. Mm-hmm. Well, now they make more of these guitars, and I say, I need 1500 bucks. I'm going to sell my guitars. My, so I sell my guitar, and they say, yeah, but you only get 1200 You still need it. It's not worth as much anymore. Yep. So you need more Eric Clapton signed guitars to get your $1,500. That's the definition of inflation when you put more money into, into the supply. We have more money floating around. As a result, we need more dollars to purchase the same cost of living goods, the same milk, the same gasoline, the same cheese, the same butter, all the things. You need more money to do the same thing. Okay. So that's what's going on. So when people talk about gold, where can it fit in a portfolio to kind of bring it back around? It can be a piece of the pie, but in the same way that if someone says, I have 300 grand, I want to put 100,000 in Apple stock, I'd say that's a bad decision. Right. But Apple can grow so much. Yeah. And it can lose so much too. Yep. All right. Well, then we shouldn't do that. We should diversify. Maybe grab, you know, $200 worth of Apple stock or three grand or whatever, a much more appropriate number. Mm -hmm. Do the same thing with gold and silver. So, but it has to come back to having these talks, these conversations about what is the appropriate amount, what makes the most sense. Quit reading headlines and start actually having conversations. So, we encourage people, if you go to our website, it's lifeplanwealth.com. There's a button on there that says start your retirement roadmap today. Click on that button and we'll sit down and have coffee and we'll figure out how much is right, how much is wrong. But to say, I'm scared, so I'm going to go buy this. I'm concerned, so I'm going to go buy that. That's not a good decision. But what is a good decision is I'm concerned about the way certain things are going. Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation and figure out if it makes sense for me and my family to make some financial decisions, buy some unique things that will give me some protection, but at the same time, not go all the way in or off the deep end. Right. The whole idea of fear driving your investment style, this is exactly what we want to avoid in your retirement years. This is the time you've worked so hard to get to your whole life. You're finally here. Now it's time to not have fear of it, to have confidence moving forward and to know that you've got the plan in place that's going to support you in the years ahead. And that's what Mike and his team are here to help you figure out a plan of your own. So again, you can get started, lifeplanwealth.com. We also have links posted in the show notes. You can just click there. Again, the website, lifeplanwealth.com. Thanks for listening to Michigan's Retirement Coach with Mike Douglas. To learn more, visit lifeplanwealth.com.
Michael Douglas is an investment advisor representative of Stewards Wealth Planning LLC, a registered investment advisor. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Douglas is licensed in your state, please call 517-323-7526. Stewards Wealth Planning LLC is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael B. Douglas, NPN number 9650939.